Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Monday, June 28th. Coming up on today's show, we will talk with Chris Lee of Vandy Sports to preview the Vanderbilt Commodores Championship Series with Mississippi State. We will, of course, discuss how Vanderbilt got there in controversial fashion, but we begin with probably the most important lesson from all of this weekend's nonsense in the College World Series. The 440, of course, is brought to you by the Kingston Group. My family, we live in a house, as do most of you. And if you live in a house, one of the most important aspects to owning a home is understanding appreciation. If you're gonna do a big major project, like a, a major remodel or a new addition, or maybe a custom rebuild from the beginning, if you're gonna buy a new home even, all of these things you have to take into account, appreciation. Well, you know who's here for you, locally owned and award-winning in Nashville for over a decade, to make sure that you get the most out of your home? The Kingston Group. Buildkg.com is the website. Check out the Kingston Group. The website is awesome. They got all the great work on there for you. So go take a look. Buildkg.com is the website. The Kingston Group. That's buildkg.com. So due to some COVID issues, the NC State Wolfpack essentially forfeited the match on Saturday that was an elimination game for both NC State and Vanderbilt. And the Vanderbilt Commodores moved on to the National Championship Series. Of course, game one tonight. Let's start with on the field. Number one, this... is just awful, man. It, it sucks. It sucks for every single party involved. It sucks for the players. It sucks for the fans. The fact that they showed up at the NC State baseball stadium to wait for their team to, to, to arrive and to welcome them back sucks that that had to happen. Vanderbilt, Tim Corbin, these guys don't want to win this way. They don't want to get to the national championship series with one game to play, do or die for both teams. And, you know, unfortunately for NC State, which is not fair, Vanderbilt was a favorite to win the game, even though it was a bullpen game. Jack Leiter was always scheduled to pitch game one of the championship series, so they were going to have to win a bullpen game against NC State, and Vanderbilt was favored. You know, Half of an NC State team or not, Vanderbilt's the better team, and I would pick them to win that game. So it, it also doesn't mean that NC State couldn't have won the game as well. So it just sucks. It just sucks. On the field, it sucks that this happened. It sucks that the pandemic happened. It sucks about a lot of things, and it just is awful. It just sucks, man. Like, sorry, life ain't fair sometimes. Which brings us to why it took place. And of course, how we are all behaving completely mature about the entire situation. Well, according to reports, two unvaccinated players tested positive. Apparently coaches and players have had the bug all week. There were symptoms, coughing, hacking, all kinds of stuff going on in the NC State team, quote-unquote, clubhouse, and therefore that triggered an NCAA rule that said every player needs to be tested, and a bunch of positive tests came back, and NC State did not have enough players to compete. You and I can sit here and argue the merits of the rule all we want to, and unless you are an epidemiologist or a lawyer that works for the NCAA, your opinion, like mine, is largely irrelevant. But even before we get to all of that discussion... Here's the real issue with this entire subject, and this goes back 18 months now. We have been dealing with this same exact problem. None of us live in a vacuum. Public health is not a complicated issue. It's not a complicated theory, and it's not a complicated thing to understand. And the issue at hand, whether the coach at NC State believed in vaccinations or not, Sounds like he didn't, and it sounds like he didn't request that all of his players be vaccinated, which in this situation is a competitive advantage. Tim Corbin did, all tested negative. The NFL will not allow players 
into facilities if they're not vaccinated. I cannot go into some of my jobs without proving that I have been vaccinated. It's really not that big a deal. Here's the problem with this issue. Once we start arguing about it, we've already missed the boat on this. The, 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 once it has become an argument, you've entered the politicized territory. That's not the reality of this situation. When we are dealing with public health, there are medical professionals and experts that have to make decisions on the fly, sometimes with evolving and progressing and changing information. And at the time, the NCAA made the rules based on the best information that they had. After that, every single coach and every single team knew exactly what the rules were. So NC State doesn't get to complain about this, especially not if you've got symptomatic players and coaches coughing all over the locker room for a week. So again, why don't we just err on the side of caution to try to take care of each other? And that right there is not a political statement. That right there is not a stance. That's not a both sidesism. That's not virtue signaling. That's not fear porn. It's not any of that bullshit that's being fed to you. And the fact that we just are here again, 18 months later, trying to explain to people what public health means, or that if you're vaccinated, it doesn't mean you don't get the disease and can't share it with somebody else. Like, again, the NCAA has liability. They have legal ramifications with student-athletes. The comparison between the fans and the student-athletes is so comical to me. It's why the media couldn't travel and interact with them one-on-one, and it's why they have these strict protocols in place. And if your entire team is symptomatic and coughing and hacking and a bug's running through your locker room and a bunch of unvaccinated players are testing positive, a bunch of vaccinated players are testing positive, I am sorry. I hate it for you. It sucks. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. The rules are the rules, and it's just not that complicated. It's not how Vanderbilt wants to win. It's certainly not how NC State wants to lose. The fans don't deserve this, but it is what it is. A few people in charge at NC State didn't follow the rules or chose not to believe the rules or chose to believe misinformation. I don't know what, but they had unvaccinated players with symptoms. Sorry, boys. Them's the rules. That's the end of the discussion. Well, once you put all of the drama aside, the Vanderbilt Commodores have a national championship series to compete in against SEC rival Mississippi State this week. Game one is Monday night at 6 p.m., and we bring in Chris Lee of Vandy Sports and the 14 to preview just how Tim Corbin should lay out his rotation, the most important part of the matchup with State, and what, if any, role Vanderbilt played in this weekend's fiasco. Well, there's all kinds of rumors and speculation about their role in in you know, the forfeit, which I don't buy, frankly, when I talk to people, I think the Vanderbilt folks were surprised as any of us were to see the way it went down. But in terms of Vanderbilt's end, look, my understanding is most of the team has been vaccinated. The ones that haven't have had it before. And so there's some immunity built in. They were tested Saturday morning. And as of Saturday, if there'd been a game that day, everybody on the roster would have been fine to play. They will continue to get tested during the tournament. But as of Saturday morning, I was told, from someone who knew they were in, in perfect shape to play. Well, I know Tim Corbin and the rest of those guys don't want to win that way, but they are in the national championship series. They'll play a familiar team, at least conference foe in Mississippi state, a team that's got its own set of brilliant arms. How should Tim Corbin set up his rotation and what do you make of the matchup against Mississippi state? You can pitch lighter on a week's rest. Lighter has been really good. Braden with a week or more rest during the NCAA tournament, He's almost unhittable right now. So 
you throw him in game one, you got a great chance to win. I would presume Tuesday would be the day they would probably throw either Christian Little or Patrick Riley. Last time out, it was Little. It didn't go necessarily well for him, although that wasn't of his doing. His reaction to it wasn't great. I don't know how they process that going forward to determine who the right guy is to start in game two, but I would think it would be one of those two. Now, here's the thing about throwing lighter in game one. If he can go deep into the game, that really saves your bullpen. They've got a lot of innings out of McIlvain, Maldonado, and Murphy, who've been great. So you might be able to pitch game two together on great pitching performances that just may be from four different guys. And then, of course, you probably have Rocker on Wednesday at that point. And, you know, given his history in the NCAA tournament, I think you feel pretty good about that. What's the biggest part of the matchup with Mississippi State that we need to know about? Vanderbilt's got to hit. Vanderbilt's got to hit. At some point, this becomes less about who they're facing and more about them. You saw the way they pressed most of the tournament. You saw the way they didn't hit Sam Heifel a week ago Monday. You saw the way they didn't hit whoever NC State threw out there on Friday and what was, frankly, an ugly offensive game. Dominic Keegan said it in the press conference, more or less, that they've got to quit stressing. Uh, I think, to me, State's got great arms, right? And that obviously plays a factor. But to me right now, Vanderbilt's hitting is more about Vanderbilt not hitting than it is the pitching. They've got to get out of their own heads and score enough to win, which, again, given their pitching, if they can score much of anything, they've got a great shot. That was Chris Lee of Vandy Sports and the 14 getting you prepared for college baseball's national championship series. Beginning tonight with Jack Leiter on the bump, I give the Doors a great chance at winning game one. I would pick the Bulldogs to win game two. And then in the all-hands-on-deck winner-take-all game three in which Kumar Rocker would be my pick to play the role of hero, well, we could have a fantastic final series no matter how we got there. The Full 40, of course, brought to you by the Kingston Group. That's Nashville's award-winning locally-owned custom home and remodeling firm. If you're trying to make money on your home and you want to put a little money into it, and it's a big decision, don't get me wrong, I understand that, but you're going to have to make a smart decision. And so you want someone that you can trust sitting there next to you, holding your hand through the entire process, whether it's a remodel, a rebuild, you know, a new addition, or, or whatever it may be. You want someone you can trust there beside you, working with you to make sure that your home gives you everything that you could possibly want including a little appreciation. So go to the website, buildkg.com. Go take a look, buildkg.com, the Kingston Group. Remember that name. That's the only name you need to know when thinking about doing some work on your home. That's buildkg.com. Thank you guys, of course, all for listening. Enjoy game one of the World Series. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall, at 440 Sports, on Twitter and Facebook, at 440 Media, on Instagram. Again, thank you all for listening. This has been the 440 for Monday, June 28th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.